Greetings, Starfighters. Welcome to Mad Science Films. I'm Jimmy P, filmmaker and sex professional. And as ever, I'm joined by my elderly co-host. James Morrissey, one half of the Mad Science Film team. If you've been enjoying the Mad Science content and want to subscribe to us on our channel, come follow us on Facebook. If you have any comments, leave us in the comment section down below. Let's crack on with the show. Boom! Seamless. Please check out our fourth feature film for free on YouTube. Just search for Little Monster or click on the link in the show notes below. This week, we're campaigning for a forgotten masterpiece of genre cinema to be given the exquisite, beautiful Blu-ray treatment. And again, guys, so happy to report we've got a viewer recommendation from filmmaker Jason Keith Platt. Jason! If you guys remember, Jason actually gave us a recommendation a good few months ago. Or was it the end of last year? Anyway, back in the way back when. Um, and Jason gave us The Curse 2, a.k.a. The Bite, a.k.a. Snakey Handy Bitey Man. So he's back. This time he's giving us Condor Man from 1981, directed by Charles Jarrett. Cartoonist Woody becomes the superhero he draws. Using his gadgets, he helps a Soviet spy defect to the West. Hmm. That's kind of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps we should prepare these ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're really bad, aren't they? Anyway, Jim, is this a first time watch for you? Yeah, and this shit, I mean, I've asked a couple of people and they've seen this film before. I don't know how I've missed it. Um, I think it was like first... a late night ITV, no, 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 like a Sunday afternoon ITV jobby occasionally would be on telly then. Yeah, I don't, I've, I may have seen it, but. Yeah, so yeah, first time watch. Um, I really love these kind of films, um, comedy spy films, accidental spy kind of comedy films. Um, this film clearly had budget, this had Wonga, uh, and this had a lot of Wonga, and it had a really good cast. I loved uh, James Hampton. Uh, aka Team Wolf's dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. He played a good, solid, straight kind of character uh, in it. Uh, really good. Love Oliver Reed. Uh, brought a lot of intensity, uh, perhaps a bit too much for a comedy, but nevertheless, uh, credible actor. Um, they had some good production in this, really good stunts. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a spy film, so and they definitely landed from the Bond series with this one as well. I think they shared a lot of the stunt crew as well from that Roger Moore era Bond. I did, <laughs> I didn't like it. I it, it just wasn't fucking funny. Um, I I don't know whether it's because I'm watching it now and and I didn't watch it growing up as a kid and therefore nostalgia does not um help me through it um perhaps that's the case but i just don't like michael crawford um in this at all i i don't I, he's not funny um the american accent is just yeah ridiculous um i just i i like if you get like like gene wilder in this right take michael crawford put gene wilder in i think you've got a much better film um so it just, for me, it, it had everything going for it. Everything was in his favor. And I just think that, yeah, Michael Crawford for me just didn't bring the funny for this. So it, it was just quite laboring to watch it, to be honest, because it just oh, didn't work. Fair point, mate. That's a fair point. Yeah. And, so, and you know what? As a kid, 
that's where I didn't get on with the film. I, I, I definitely seen it as but a this, this, You've seen this before then, yeah? Only once as a kid. And yeah. I remember thinking, superheroes, spy movie, made for me. And again, you've got to think this is the period where probably when I saw yeah. it, maybe the first Batman was out. Obviously, I'd seen the first you know handful of Superman films. But by the time I got around to seeing yeah. it, which again would have been on telly, I was really disappointed. Mm. And my main problem with it is exactly yours as well, Michael Crawford. Now, which is weird because as a kid, I used to piss myself laughing at some mothers do have okay. the the Frank yeah, Spencer Frank. thing, like just the and I think it was as a kid, the you know, this weedy guy getting into these remarkably dangerous situations. You know, there's those things where he's getting like mm-hmm. pulled along by a car and he's on roller skates or whatever. Mm-hmm. Had me in stitches as a kid, but I think yeah this is where that film falls down is his casting and it's, it's central to it and i think there's, there's a lot of issues of it so the director charles jarrett he this was probably one of his biggest films so during this period he did like a handful of live action disney films um and you know they were all you know similar time periods um and then after this he was mostly tv and tv movies to be honest so i think he peaked with this um, it's actually based on a book which uh, I listened to an audio book of uh, called Game of X by Robert Sheckley. Now, Robert Sheckley was a sci-fi author, um, and this book was really a spoof of those kind of like James Bond or the American Matt Helm series. Um, and there is no comic book or superhero element in this at all. So it's pretty much just the setup of an of a agent who has like, you know, he gets his reputation, you know, Agent X, he's got this reputation of like, you know, he's like James Bond, but it's completely unearned. He was just a normal guy, supposed to do mm. a, a very simple job. And, you know, the job spiraled out of control. And he's suddenly, you know, this highly sought after agent. The book is brilliant. Like, honest, I mean, again, yeah. I didn't read it myself. I listened to the audiobook. I would highly recommend you guys trying to, you know, track it down. Uh, loads of fun. Would work much better as a straight um spy like satire um i'd love to see a remake where it is handled like that and i think your casting yeah. with um gene wilder obviously you know that we can't do that today but yeah inspired casting mates somebody like that maybe like a ryan reynolds nowadays kind of doing nowadays that yeah yeah would, would be great i also i i also thought like it, it needed to decide was it going to be a spy film or is it going to be a superhero fuck it it was just yeah. it was trying to do the two things it just didn't work at all and i think i think it was the period so 1981 obviously came about three years after superman the motion picture and i think that is what disney tried to do i think disney had the rights to this book and i think they just kind of thought if we add in a superhero element to this we can cash in and they were completely mm. wrong because they lost like nine million no, on it. They, no. it. It was a, a massive loss. Um, I actually like this film more now than I did as a kid, but that's because I can kind of forgive some of the, what I see as mistakes in there. Um, and as I say, yeah, Michael Crawford, I think is, is the big one. His accent is <coughs> atrocious. It is awful, mate. And it pulls me out of the film so much. I was thinking to myself when watching it, I, I've not read anything that suggests this is true. This is just me thinking out loud. But I thought, is this a film to push Michael Crawford into the US? 
Could have been. Yeah, is it him idiotic at the end? You know, with a stupid American accent, was was this a big push for Michael Crawford to to break America? I don't know, but I, I, it I was think really timeline wise, yeah, yeah, that that could be right. Possibly, mate. I mean, yeah, that could yeah. be why is he was doing well in Britain TV and all that. So yeah, yeah, he done sense, he done a series of well thought of British films as well before some mm, others do happen. Yeah. Obviously, some others do happen was a massive hit in the UK at least. I think it was quite big yeah. in America as well. I think it, it was one of the ones that translated over there quite well. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, mate. Um, but yeah, as I say, it was a massive flop. Um, and do you know what I think the problem with this is? <clears throat> is in the book, and I, I, I think in the script as well, he's not like a bumbling idiot. So he's just an everyman character. So although, you know, um, you know, he, he's not the super spy that he's made out to be, he's not an idiot. And I think if you're casting the guy from Some Mothers Do Have Him, the audience is going to bring the baggage that, you know, he's a bumbling yeah. idiot. And the problem is the script doesn't say that. I don't think the direction says that. And I don't even think Michael Crawford is doing that. But it doesn't work. You know, there, there's that scene in Istanbul where, you know, accidentally he beats up a, a room full of, you know, like, you know, spies or whatever. And it's, yeah. it's weird because it's, they, they don't really kind of push it as like, a, whoops, that's an accident or whatever. It just kind of happens. Like there's a bit where he yeah, yeah. suitcases a weapon by accident and you're like, mm. yeah, that didn't land either way. So no. I, I think they couldn't quite decide what to do with Michael Crawford. Um, I'm also going to take the opposite thing, man. I, I found Oliver Reed really kind of boring in this dude. He didn't like, he was a pretty dull villain, you know, like, Again, if it's a satire of like a Bond film, you kind of need your Blofelds or you know your Christopher Lees. Yeah, where's his? Yeah, because I thought to myself, yeah, he's he just he has decided. Yeah, he didn't really do much, did he? Because obviously he's restricted by the script. It just he couldn't do too much because if he did, he would have probably killed Michael Crawford, uh, which would have been a bad thing to do. Yeah, just snapped him in half. So yeah, he's kind of bound by the script there. But he probably would have been a really good Bond villain, Oliver Reed, wouldn't he? It, it surprises uh, me. I think he must have pissed off the the wrong people not to become a Bond villain. But um, it just it seems to me that they 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 cast these really good actors to surround Michael Crawford. Yeah. Uh, it just still didn't work. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, it's not not for me. I wouldn't watch this again. Yeah, I I did love the fact that at the end when when. Um, <laughs> Oliver Reed was wearing the, the helmet in the uh, you know the boat race at the end. He obviously made it look so like a deleted scene from Spaceballs. To me. I was just like <laughs> when it, it like exploded and he was like, Rrr! I was just like, we've got into spaceball territory now. Um, yeah, I forget yeah. the name of the actor, mate. You mentioned him earlier, but the guy who played his mate Harry, Team Wolf's uncle. What was James his name? Hampton? James Hampton, MVP yeah. in this film, man. He was brilliant. He was just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like one of those really expressive faces that is just hilarious. Really? Yeah, yeah. He kind of yeah. brought the comedy more than Michael oh, Crawford did. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. the scenes where you had the two of them together um, just was like chalk and cheese and everything mm. that, you know, like uh, Harry, the character Harry was doing. Like, honestly, mate, the, one of the scenes that had me in stitches, Michael Crawford wasn't even in. And it's the bit where like the CIA boss uh, he's uh, Harry's trying to explain to the CIA boss that you know comic book characters are fictional. Just it was yeah, hilarious, yeah, yeah. man. He's like, I don't yeah. know how to explain yeah. this to you, and I thought you know <laughs> by this stage in life you would know the difference between comic book characters. So yeah, yeah absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, 
it's, it's a weird one. And, and also, yeah, let's, let's go uh, back to the love interest, Barbara Carrera. Hats off to her. Somehow she managed to convince me that, you know, she was a legitimate love interest for Michael Crawford, you know? Well, she, she, is, she is a Bond girl, isn't she? She's an unofficial well, Bond official girl. Bond, yeah. An official Bond girl, yeah, from uh, Never See Never Again. So yeah. she's kind Absolutely of... Absolutely stunning. Of... Those scenes in uh, Istanbul, I was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, but just, she was just wasted all those all that resource on Michael fucking Crawford. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, wow. yeah. I get an angry about it. Yeah. But <laughs> I also love that. the fact, I do love the fact that she wasn't just a damsel in distress the whole time. You know, she because she was a community yeah, yeah. agent, she held her own. There's that scene in the church where you know all the, the spies yeah, she, are in yeah, the church, yeah. and she's kind of like he can't get married. He's married to me, which causes havoc. And I was just like, brilliant. You know what? That's the kind of scene that normally, you know, she wouldn't be the main, you know, part of it. It would be no. the hero who would think of this great escape. Yeah, he would find a way, wouldn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, no, hats off. Absolutely, you know, thought she was brilliant. So, yeah, it was, for me, the lead and the lead villain weren't quite up to scratch. Um mm-hmm. I did like the henchman with the the silver eyeball. I thought that was a nice little design, but again, didn't have a huge amount to do. You know, I wanted more from him. I I, I just I just think it's just the the script wasn't there, um, and those moments where you would have your your your, your big lead comedic guy. You know, you might have had a bit of a spark between the two. Perhaps a better actor could have brought something out with the scenes with yeah. Oliver there, Reed. There weren't a lot of scenes with them together know. either, was there? And again, that's no, yeah, so, that, so yeah, yeah, yeah. found wanting, wasn't it? Found yeah, wanting there, there were bits, well. and again, like you were saying about the, the stunts and the James Bond esque, felt very Roger, Mir- Roger Moore era like stunt work. Mm. The car chase, where it was like the gypsy van that turned into the yeah, Condor mobile or whatever, versus like all those black Porsches, fantastic, man. You know, like, and again, oh, literally, that, that was amazing because yeah. you know, you had this yellow, yeah. you know, souped up car versus yeah you know um these black porsches going through and everything so i thought yeah. that was fantastic um I, I love i love the rocket um the, the like zip liner rocket pack thing but it's but it kind of ignites with fire you're expecting this rapid speed and it just goes the same speed as any other fucking zip line so I also love I'm not, the fact that to be comedic or whether that was yeah, just yeah. not really thought out. I don't know. Yeah. So this was a Disney film back in what did we say? 80, 81. Um, so yeah. obviously Disney have now bought Marvel. So does this mean Condor Man is now part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Can I we mean, let's a, do it. you know yeah, five Condor Man movie or TV? Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a little cameo uh, by a Condor Man toy in a Toy Story short film called Small Fry, uh, which which I've seen and I, I remember seeing oh Condor Man, that's nice. So you know they haven't completely forgotten about it. But Condor Man is not on Disney Plus, which is you know a bit of an odd one. There are some like proper gaps in the Disney Plus catalog, which is a bit of a shame. Um, and so, also, it, although there's a bog-standard DVD out there, it's not been put out on a beautiful Blu-ray. So, with that in mind, Jim, who do you think would be best place to put this bad boy out? Mm. That's a tricky one, this one. It is. This was uh, a, yeah, yeah. I did come across uh, Kino Lorber. Oh, yeah, Kino uh, Lorber, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they do a few action comedies. Mm-hmm. 
Remo Williams, Spaceballs, and Bird on a Wire, which is a bit of a stretch. Uh, yeah, but no, definitely, man. That's better than mine. So, yeah, yeah. 80s action comedy stuff. So I, that's my only one. I've got to get a little bit. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good call, mate, actually. And better than my own, I went with Shout Factory. Because, again, they kind of do that retro tv sometimes flavored inspired stuff so oh, okay this is the thing man when we when we get outside of horror <laughs> then we're struggling we're like, yeah like there are other blu-ray labels that don't do horror so yeah i i think kino law would definitely uh yeah agree with you on that one and yeah i, I i'll still go for uh, shout factory as well okay jim yeah. you've seen condor man you want to wash your eyeballs clean of michael crawford's and you want to wash your ears clean yeah. of his accent what are you going to follow up with? I definitely watch like uh, Octopussy or A View to a Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely watch, uh, yeah, definitely watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of taking the comic writer turned spy, but more this is actor turned spy. Mm-hmm. Team America, uh, get on that brilliant yeah. film. Yeah. Um, and if you want a comedy Bond kind of film, then Casino Royale, David Niven. Uh, yeah, watch yeah. that. I, I, uh, I just don't like that film, mate. I've, yeah, yeah. I tried to watch it a few times, nah, nah, but okay, all right. I've, I've watched it, it's better than Condor Man, not by much, but it's better anyway. Uh, and my last recommendation Accidental Spies from the 80s, which is a classic Spies Like Us, Dan Aykroyd. Get on it. Nice, good one, mate. Yeah, I can, I can totally see that as a double bill. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've also got a Roger Moore Bond, but I've gone Moonraker for just like daft that period. Any, any Roger Moore eighties? Yeah. I think any Roger Moore. Yeah. Was Moonraker was was that like eighty or eighty one? So again, similar time period. Yeah. Probably similar stunt crew. Ridiculous. Yeah, like ridiculous special effects and everything like that. So yeah, Moonraker um spy satire kind of thing the johnny english films you know they kind of hit yeah. that thing and for me i think rowan atkinson is doing that prattful thing better than yeah, Michael much better doing in that Absolutely. so any of the johnny english yeah. films they're all pretty much interchangeable so any of those i think are they on netflix at the moment or something like i've recently yeah. rewatched them with my kids and, and they love them so yeah um, and then I've gone slightly like early 80s superhero kind of. So there's Return of uh, Captain Invincible, which has Alan Arkin as a like Superman kind of character. It's very weird. Christopher Lee is the baddie. It's a musical at the same time as well. Um, and then a much more heartwarming thing, which is about an actor who becomes a superhero is Hero at Large with John Ritter. Um definitely recommend you guys check this out i think it was i think it was a proper theatrical movie rather than a tv movie the early 80s man like john ritter was like a proper american movie star but Mm. then we kind of know him more as like a tv guy nowadays so yeah yeah definitely worth checking it out um really funny and bizarrely sweet at the same time as well so uh yeah hero at large cool there's some good picks, Jim. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to check out some of those again. Spies like us, I haven't seen for a long time, so. Oh, like so it. good, cool. so cool. so good. Right, guys, have you seen Condor Man? What did you guys think of Condor Man? Uh, are there any other films that you think would pair nicely with Condor Man? And are there any other movies that you think we should check out and campaign for a beautiful Blu-ray release? And Jim, what else can these people do? So, guys, if you enjoyed this video, then please hit the like button. If you've been enjoying the Mad Science content and want to subscribe to our channel, come follow us on Facebook. Any comments, leave those in the comment section down below. Thank you.
and goodbye. It's hot as balls. Ha <laughs>